All right, guys, welcome back to the TNC show, and we are back after a couple weeks here, kind of slacked off here with finals and classes and people moving back home and stuff like that, so we had a lot of things going on, but we're back, and that's all that matters, so let's get right to it here. It's actually right now halftime of the Mavs and Warriors game, Warriors being up 3-0, and CJ, what have you seen so far in this first half? Horrible feeling if you're the Warriors, you know. You got a chance to close these guys out, you know, you know, kind of put them away for good. And you come out, you're playing horrible. Nobody's making shots. Steve Kerr's getting goofy with his rotation, pretty much going away from what's worked all series for them. What are you playing Damian Lee and Moses Moody and Kaminga for, dude? You didn't play them all series. Now you're just throwing them in and a chance to close them out. Stick with what's worked, uh, which is not this, but – uh, hats off to the Mavs for knocking down shots. Uh, Kaliba's finally – I think Kaliba made, like, his first three of the series, if I'm uh, – He was mistaken. two for 14, I think, before yeah. this game. He, they, the role players of the Mavs hadn't made anything coming into this game. Kaliba's knocking down shots. Brunson, Finney Smith. Uh, Reggie. Yeah, he, he made one or two Bob's as well. For he Red- made three. He, he made three. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think the Mavs, uh, you know, continue to take care of business the second half. Yeah, what did you what you think of Reggie's stat line last game? What, 0-0, 0 for 13 from the field or whatever? Yeah, like just brutal. Hey, I'll give credits to him, though. I like that he didn't stop shooting. Yeah? You know, yeah. the worst thing you can do is pass up open looks just because you've been missing them. But come on, man, let's knock some shots down. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, do you got anything to add about this first half? I don't know. I think I think it's just kind of typical Warriors. For some reason, every time I see the Warriors when they have three wins in the playoffs and they have a clinching game on the road, they seem to just want to win it in Golden State. I just get that vibe every. I just get that vibe every time Golden State plays a. Uh, if they win, they're in. Like all that shit, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Dallas kind of looks dominant right now. I agree with Johnson. I don't really understand what Kerr is doing with his rotations tonight. And they kind of just look asleep. Uh, they look like they don't really want to be there. And I'm just glad Dallas isn't kind of just letting them take it. But I just want Dallas. I hope Dallas makes them pay for this and steals one in Oakland in a couple nights. So that'd be pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm going to add to that. One thing about the Mavs is they're changing some things up and you can tell that it's working. Uh, The Warriors switching up their lineup, I think, is just a fluke sort of thing. I think Kerr kind of knows the history of being up 3-0. I think he's taking that advantage to kind of giving these guys some experience. That's just my opinion Um, because it's not going to hurt him. I think he still thinks he has the Series 1, which, credit, if the Mavs come back and win, it's going to really bite him in the ass. But, like, Right now, he's going based on history and doesn't think he's going to lose the series, so why not play these young guys and give them some time and give them some experience for his own benefit and for the organization's benefit here in the coming years. That's that's my opinion on why he's doing it. I don't know what you guys would think based on what I just said. but I mean, well, yeah, I still think the Warriors are going to win this series. So I think Reggie Miller mentioned like maybe they're playing Kaminga because it is 3-0 series. Where yeah, is it was two one? They might they might play Toscano Anderson instead. The vet. Yeah. 
and you never know, like based on matchups in the finals, like if they want to play Kuminga instead of, you know, someone else, you know, he's going to have some playoff experience. You, you just never know. I get, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to hurt them, I guess. Yeah. So that's just what I got to say. But um, we'll talk over here on the east side, though. We got the Heat and the Celtics tied at 2-2. This thing's definitely going the whole way, don't you think? Nope. This, I, nope. This, this series has just been ass, I feel like. It's just They're been it's just every time I look at the score, it's one team's up 30, then the next night the other team's up 30. It's just not fun to watch. I'd, I'd agree. Like, it's it's a 2-2 series, so, like, it is tied, but, like, there has not been – well, besides the one game – what was that, game two, I think? Was it game two that was close? Otherwise, well, that was that was close. game two when fucking uh... – Boston came back and yeah, I think that is the only game that's actually been legitimately close. Otherwise, uh, the rest of the games have been kind of blowouts. So it's it's kind of just been a boring series. I feel like, but I just it's I agree with you, team, and I think this series is going to go the whole way. But I just I just want these games to be more entertaining. The play of Tatum's been great. Jimmy Butler's got a bum knee, so I think that. Takes, I think that takes the heat out of the equation. I think Boston will end up winning this series, but I think it will go all the way to seven. But I think Boston will get them in Miami to end the season, to end Miami's year. But um, I, it, it just amazes me how good Al Horford's been playing in this postseason. He's just such a difference maker for him on both sides of the floor. He's so good at moving the ball on offense and. He's actually, I've noticed, for how old he is, he's a damn good rim protector, too. He had, like, four blocks, I think, last night. Yep. But, yeah, he's just there. I think he's the definition of a glue guy. I think he's just their glue guy for that team. When he's in, they're pretty damn hard to beat. And when he's out, they just don't – they just sometimes don't have it, like you saw in game one. So, uh, yeah, I think it all just comes down to the play of Al Horford and – I do. I want to see Boston in the finals. I think Tatum deserves it. I think Brown, Jalen Brown deserves it. I think that organization deserves it after uh, having a rough couple of years these last couple of years. So uh, I'm cheering for the Celtics hard. Shout out Boston Tucker. Go Celtics, baby. Yep. See, the thing is, I don't know about Jalen Brown, though. He's kind of been pissing me off. Like, I really don't think he's played that well. If I'm Game honest. three, he did. When Tatum played bad game three, Jalen Brown Actually, Jalen Brown went but off. But people don't realize the things like that, like may not be as turnovers are in the stats, but like there's other things he does that kind of like hurts the team. If you if you guys like actually watch, like sometimes he well, takes he's a some, lazy help defender. Yeah, and he takes some bad shots at like bad moments. Like I don't know, like and sometimes like he's just forcing things. That just makes the offense a little inconsistent. I don't know. I just – sometimes I truly think, like, he hurts him. Like, he came in in the last game. I'm pretty sure he had, like, three quick turnovers, and then they, like, took him out. Like, he can, like, really get careless with the ball. And I think – and I don't see this as him, but, like, in this series I've kind of seen it. Like, he almost looks a little selfish at times. But that's just me. I, I don't think he's, like – I don't think he'll ever be a number one option in his career because, like, the times when Tatum's out of the game, it's just their offense isn't really good. That's what I see. And remember, uh, 
remember when the Celtics well, – I'm trying to remember who was drafted first. Jalen Brown was drafted first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember the question was if the Celtics should draft Tatum or not because, like, they were supposed to, like, X each other out, basically. Like, you should only have one of them. Yeah. And then they got both, and people were contradicting it. Yeah. Well, then they kind of moved, yeah, Jalen Brown to, a, like, a shooting guard. Yeah. Which, I mean, ended up working out, obviously, but – so, well, based on this, so who you guys got winning this Heat Celtics series? Uh, Celtics in six for me. In six, really? So you got to win two straight. I just, I think they're by far the better team. I just think they had a bad. You couple. said okay. I'm not, sorry to interrupt. You said by far the better team. Definitely, especially because the Celtics have had guys out this whole series, and they've still managed to keep it two-two. And I think. Next game, Robert Williams will be back. Marcus Smart will be back. Derek White will be back. And they've all missed games this series. And just from what I saw last game, an absolute onslaught. I don't care if it's in Miami. I've touched on this before. Miami is not a home court advantage. You know, all the people that go there are just rich. They don't care about basketball. You go to Boston, that's a home court advantage. You got people that are drunk. They care about their city. They care about the sport. <laughs> They're loud. They stay the whole game. Those people care about basketball and sports in general. Miami's a horrible sports town. Ain't a home court advantage. Celtics in six. All right. Huh? That was bold, John. I like it. Uh, I like Boston in seven. I just think the injury to Butler, I think it just happened at the wrong time. And uh, how their offense has been looking, uh, they need him to make clutch shots at clutch times. Uh, I really haven't been a fan of Hero this series. I feel like he's kind of hurt him more than he's uh, been helpful to them. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just love the play of Al Horford. I think he's just gonna, I think he's just gonna carry them. But it's not gonna look like it in the stat sheet. But the things that he does on the court, it just helps that Boston team just, just find a way to win. And that's what you need in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think Tatum will do enough to score his. Uh, I think Marcus Smart will do good. I think he he's a great two way player, and Rob Williams having him back is a an elite, like a very elite rim protector. He, I mean, that guy can that kid can fucking swat the shit out of some balls, man. He he I, that one block he had, I think it was in Game Three, where he sh- just shot it off the backboard. Yep, I was just like, oh my god, yeah. But I like this Boston team. I think they're gonna go to the NBA Finals and. Uh, Whoever they match up with in the NBA Finals out of the West, I think it's going to be a great final. So, I like Boston in seven. I also got the Celtics winning in seven as well. And you kind of hit it on the dot. I'm going to leave this question to you guys. If Miami had Kyle Lowry, how would this series look? It wouldn't even matter. I don't think Kyle Lowry's really helped them that much. He gets yeah. hurt. He, he gets hurt like every other five minutes. If he was healthy, if he was healthy in the series, you don't think I, it matters? I still like Boston. I, I don't think he's – at this point in his career, he's really not a guy that can change his but if they if they had Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry, this would be a different question. Yeah. I think. But I just think Tatum's t- – I don't think uh, Miami has an answer for Tatum, especially with a bum uh, Jimmy Butler knee now. They were – and I just – I think P.J. Tucker's too uh, old and achy to guard J- uh, Jason Tatum. So, yep. uh, I think Tatum's going to have a heyday these next two or three games. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then I'm guessing we all in the West have uh, the Warriors winning. 
Or, yeah, or, they're, or they're not going to be nice. Someone want to throw out their massive seven. Come on, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say a bold take here. Warriors and seven. I think I think this game right here is gonna bite Golden State in the ass, and I think I think, uh, I think Dallas is gonna go get one in in San Francisco, and then they're gonna get another one at home, and then I think Golden State blows them out game seven, and in Oracle and San Fran. I think this is gonna go all the way to seven. I think Luke is gonna, gonna absolutely carry to, to make sure that happens too. I agree. I think Luca's going to absolutely carry these next uh, three games here. Incl- well, including tonight, so the next two after tonight. But I see. I just have a weird feeling. I just I see this series going to seven games somehow. I think the Mavs are too good to just get swept. Like, well, I guess I don't think they're going to get swept, but I feel like the series should be a lot closer than it is. I can definitely see Dallas going into San Fran on uh, two nights and getting a dub. I just see it. That'd be lit, honestly. I'm, I'm here for it. It'd be pretty fucking cool. It would be, it would be crazy if the Mavs tied it up, made it three three, had all this momentum, and then the Warriors just shut down history and fucking won four three. I think Golden State's winning the title. Because like, because like the Mavs would be the first team to come back three zero, and then the Warriors just shut it down. Yeah, it'd be pretty freaking cool to see that happen. Well, I think other teams that have been down 3-0 have forced a game seven before. I think there's been a few that have done that. Really? Like recently? Not recently. No, I think it was all a long time ago. Damn. That's crazy, though. That's crazy, though. Right, the crazy thing, though. I got one more thing to add. This Mavericks team is eerily similar to early – LeBron Cleveland teams where you got Luca. I'm gonna say it. They Mavs got great role players, but Luca needs more help. Mark Cuban, how are you in the third biggest city in the United States, and no one wants to come play for you, man? This would be a huge free agency market. Dallas, Texas, third bit or fourth biggest city in the United States. Let's land some free agents, man. Let's get. You're wasting a borderline top five player in the league, and he's 23 years old. Dude, he's going to leave if you don't get him some help. Come on, man. Just like LeBron went to Miami in 2010. Mark Cuban, clock's ticking. Spencer Dinwiddie is not going to do it. Let's get him some help. Who do you think that help should be? I'd have to look at the the free agency class. Zach Levine. That would, that would be good. He just needs, like, another, like, borderline all-star player. It doesn't even have to be an all-star, but like borderline. I think they need I think they really, not in. I think they really need to go after Miles Turner. Yeah. I would like that, but it, it just seems like Dallas is always in like the final contention for big names and they never end up getting them, which I don't know. You just got to think those you need someone with Luka that like wouldn't be like as ball dominant. Yeah. Because, like, Zach Levine would be boss, like I said. Yeah, that would be boss. Yeah. I mean, that'd be – or why don't you get a little Luca and Cat little duo going? That that would be boss. That would be, actually. Well, Cat, well, Cat's due for an extension now since he made All-NBA 13 today. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Four-year, $211 million. Damn, that's so much money. But – all right, well, let's move on from a little uh, NBA action here and 
Huff, why don't you give us a little golf update? I saw JT won this weekend, huh? Oh, that was a that was an amazing tournament this weekend. The course was tough. Uh, it looks like this one young buck named Mito Pereira. He's a young Chilean. Uh, he he basically had the tournament one coming down to the 18th, and he had the whole course to the left side and a creek on the right. And you can guess where he went. He went right into the drink on the right, and then missed about an eight footer to send it to a three man playoff. And then the playoff was between JT and Willie Zalatoris. And Zally. Uh, JT, I knew right when he drove the green on 17, I knew it was over. He put he had like a 30-footer for Eagle and two-putted for, for a birdie. And uh, I just had – JT, he was due for another win. He's just – he's too damn good to uh, not win in those playoff situations. He had the edge over Zalatoris, I feel like. And then uh, the tournament this week, it's the Charles Schwab Challenge. It's in uh, uh, Texas. It's at this course called Colonial Country Club. Uh, I got a couple bets that I do like. Um, if you're on FanDuel, uh, I really like uh, Tommy Fleetwood over Will Zalatoris for the tournament. That's at plus 108. Um, and then I'll give you guys two bets that I think are great for this week. Uh, at first, uh, like I had them at the beginning. Uh, I love Tommy Fleetwood uh, at 32 to one. Uh, the guy's just been striping fairways. He's been he's been banging putts. He's been hitting greens. Uh, he's due for another win. Uh, and then finally, uh, I'll go for a little bit of a sort of a long shot here. Um. I like Tom Hoagie, uh, 65 to one. Uh, Tom Hoagie's just the master of hitting it down the middle, putting it on the green, and then eventually making birdies. Uh, it's a short course. Uh, he's one of the straightest players on tour, and if his putter gets dialed, I could see him easily winning this. Uh, that's a pretty stacked field. Uh, I typically want to stay away from the higher, uh, I mean, the lower odds guys, which include Scotty, JT, Spieth, and Colin. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Fleetwood and Hoagie and uh, sit back and watch golf this weekend, and it'll be a good time. So, uh, yeah, those are my uh, that's my golf talk for the day, I guess. Sounds good. Sounds good. My pick to win this weekend would have been Tame and Clinkfish. I'm sure he's going to shoot. Who, 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 you, who you boys taking? Give me, give me a name. Fucking – well, you can never go wrong with, like, Scotty and them. So, I mean – Just throw a name out there. Okay, well, let me think. I'm not gonna go Sky. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go someone fucking. John, who John, who are you taking? Uh, I'll, I got a bet that I kind of like here. Um, <laughs> if you're on Fanduel, uh, I like Kevin Kisner minus one eighteen. for a tournament match betting against Bazudenhout. Oh, I like that. That's a good uh, bet. What is up with you and Kevin Kiz? Oh. I just I. I'm gonna go with that. Me and Johnson, me and Johnson go way back to the Kisner deal. Oh, John loves Kisner. Uh he's ever since that match play tournament, when we we were betting on him, me and Huff, I've just liked to follow him since. Uh, that's a great bet, John. This course fits Kisner very well. Yeah, give that's me him, dude. That's so funny that every time we bring up golf, you somehow bring up Kevin Kiz. Yeah, minus one eighteen for tournament match betting. I like it. That's like, is that an app or what? Yeah, on FanDuel. The FanDuel app, yeah. Oh, nice. 
let me give you one here. I'm looking who's in it. Give me is Cam Smith in it? No. Damn it, dude! I only like him because his hair. His hair rocks. Got a cool mustache too. That shit. Fucks. Wait, wait till you see Tommy Fleetwood's mustache if you watch it this weekend. He doesn't he have a mullet or something? Yeah, he's got nice hair too. You'd like it. Yeah, I might as well just. I would want to go with him then, just because his hair. But you already chose him. Is Fino? Yeah, I'll go Fino. All right, Fino, Fleetwood, and Kisner over Bazadnut. Yep. Let's go. Let's Good go. Night. So, uh, all right, if you guys want to talk some MLB, you can, but that would be between you two because you guys know I don't watch some MLB. But John, right. John, I, John I, how about your Red Sox today? I want to talk about the Red Sox. As we speak, the Red Sox are beating the White Sox so bad, the White Sox had to bring in their starter for tomorrow to pitch some innings for them. Who, John, John, who started for the White Sox today? I think I don't even know if he made it out of the second inning. He was getting rocked. Dude, that's perfect for the Twins. Twins are playing good too. They're they're up 2-0 right now. Yeah. Uh what I got to say though about MLB is uh I I really like the LA Angels this year and I hope they make the playoffs. Uh I think they need to get one more arm, but wow is that team fun to watch? Um I do think I said uh, a few episodes back the best team in the league was the Blue Jays. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case. You know, their pitching's been shaky. Jose Barrios has been horrible. Uh, I think the Yankees, pains me to say it as a Red Sox fan, are the team to beat right now, especially with their secondary arms. Um, thrown well, like Cortez and Jordan Montgomery. But I think the Twins are boss, too. I think they're going to win the NL, or the AL Central. Aren't they uh, like 500? Oh, no, the Twins are 26 and 16. Oh, yeah. Shit. I thought they're last boss. time I checked, they were like, they're I last time I checked, they were like only a couple games above 500. Yeah, and that and their division's horrible. Like all they got to worry about is the White Sox. Really, I mean the Guardians are kind of there, but um, yeah, I think the Yankees are the team to beat. But for the NL, obviously the Dodgers are still rolling uh, with uh, you know their lineup stack. We got Mookie, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, just a nuts lineup there. But Padres are heating up too. Uh, as for who I think is the best player in baseball, I still think it's Byron Buxton. Dude, John, speaking uh, of National League, dude, the Mets are on a tear this year. Yeah, the Mets pitching is just nuts, and they don't even have DeGrom yet. I know. And Scherzer's hurt, too, so they're out. They're without both of them for about six more weeks. And, and they're pitching. You could still consider it to be elite with Bassett, uh, Carrasco, uh, McGill's good. And then Tijuana Walker or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But and they got good bats. Yeah, I I haven't really followed much MLB. I typically follow the Twins, but uh, the Twins pitching this year is just you can just tell has drastically improved, and that's why they are like tonight they just won they just won two to zero. Like the Twins never win two zero. Like they're usually giving up like five or six runs a game. Uh, just the starting pitching that they've had. Like Sony Gray had ten strikeouts tonight. Uh, we have this young. Uh, that throws 103 miles an hour. It's the Twins. Baldelli's doing a great job with this team. If they keep this up, they'll walk away with the Central. We're going to see Twins baseball, playoff baseball again. But, yeah, John, I was going to go back to your Red Sox. They're kind of heating up a little bit. Just, 1, 10 to 12. 
Yeah, it just sucks that that division is so dang good. Yeah, you really can't play around with that division. Uh, I do like about the Red Sox, they have a five-game series against the Orioles coming up. Don't you have a five-game series, but – That'll be perfect for you. Hopefully they can win – like, hopefully they win that series, you know, keep the momentum rolling. But that's really not the division to play around in. I know you got three other elite teams – uh, but, I mean, as long as they, you know, solve the bullpen problems, the lineup's heating up. Trevor Story's playing out of his mind. And they got three dudes hitting above 330 right now. So. <laughs> Whose bat is hot right now? Rafi Devers. Yep. And Franti Cordero. Dude, and JD. JD. All of them. Yeah, they're hitting the ball well. And, uh, yeah, you and Boston are big Red Sox fans and big Celtics fans. So I'm cheering for the Boston teams. I hope they. Hope they do well, man. All right, now let's move on to uh, – we forgot to talk about the All-NBA teams um, this year. So, Huff, why don't you tell us some the the All-NBA teams here? So, they named all the All-NBA teams today, uh, this afternoon. Uh, for, so, for All-NBA all first team, uh, we had Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Giannis, uh, Tatum, and Jokic. Uh, for second team, we have Curry, DeRozan, uh, KD, Joel, and Ja. And then third team, we had CP3, Pascal Siakam, Trey Young, LeBron, and the big KAT. So, John, uh, I want to go straight to you. Um, how about the King? They gave him third team, and they gave Durant second team. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Horrible. Horrible, dude. Kevin Durant missed more games than LeBron, I'm pretty sure. And he literally wasn't better in any stat besides maybe three-point percentage. Oh, wow, his team made the playoffs. Oh, wow, dude, you got swept. <laughs> dude, Luke, that, that is atrocious. I, I, I don't know how. And I'm looking at the results here. Like, it wasn't even close. Kevin Durant was way outvoted. Way outvoted LeBron. That's horrible voting. I don't know who gets to vote for these. Also, Devin Booker on the first team, you got to be out of your mind. Get dude, Steph Curry or Trey Young should have been first team over Devin Booker. That's horrible. Oh wow, he's sweetie. He sits on the fucking arc and shoots threes. Oh wow, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, you could say that about Curry or Trey though. No, those guys create for their team and lead their team. Uh, I don't know if you see what Steph Curry's doing with the Warriors right here. That that's a first team All NBA player. And I, I, I want to make this clear. If LeBron played enough games, he would have been first-team All-NBA. Sweetie led the league in scoring. Sweetie's still boss. He didn't lead the league in scoring, but he was close. No, he would have. He All he had to do was go play against the OKC Thunder for one game. He he would have scored as many as he wanted to that game to ensure the scoring title. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And beat shoots 20 free throws a game. That's that's real impressive scoring. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say that, that's my thoughts. That's that is atrocious that Kevin Durant got second team. That's that's gross that he got. It. I'm, and I'm not even trying. I'm not even trying to be a LeBron, you know, fanboy here. That's just like how how did he get it over him? Oh wow, his team made the playoffs. All right, that's it. Here, Taman, I got a question for you too. So you have the you have the scoring champion Joel Embiid getting second team, and then you have the MVP whose team got absolutely demolished in the first round. Why do you think they took Jokic over Embiid, first team, second team? Why it's, was Jokic first? It's because the NBA is all for show right now. Okay, actually, let's be honest. Joel Embiid should have been the MVP in the first place. I agree. So, yep. 
that is one point to make. But the the fact that Jokic got the MVP already pretty much entitled him into being first team. Yeah. They're not they're not going to ever play in the MVP second team. If that ever happened, okay, then whoever is making the votes needs some help. But credit and Bede should have been the MVP in the first place and then should be first team. So he got screwed in that and with Jokic winning the MVP and Bede already lost on who was going to be first team NBA, so I mean, he was kind of screwed at that point, but I don't know. I mean, I understand, like, why giving it to Jokic, but I guess I understand more on why you would give it to him, if that makes sense. I agree. I I'm also think – yeah, let, let, let me add to this. I'm going to add to why these lists suck. <laughs> Basically, Tayman made a great point here. So, obviously, they gave Jokic the MVP, which comes out before these lists, so they basically have to give him first team. Here's why these lists suck. 2013, Mark Gasol wins Depoy, and he's not even first-team all-defense. How does that make sense? How do you win Depoy, and you're not even first-team all-defense? That doesn't make sense. And that, that is, that's why these lists are horrible. I don't, I'm pretty sure, like, Stephen A. Smith and guys, like, vote for these. Like, it's horrible. The, I, these lists shouldn't even mean anything or affect legacy in any way. I don't care. I mean, you got a point, honestly. And that's just like uh, all star voting too. At this point, like it's all it all like kind of relates. Like the voting sucks for it. Oh wow, Andrew Wiggins is all star. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's ridiculous at this. A point. starter like, at that. It's not even like reality. Yeah, but I there's there's obviously a problem. I don't know. I think, like, the GMs and coaches need to vote. Like, that's what it should be. Yeah. And stuff like that. Because isn't that what they do for the NFL? Uh, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure, like, a good percentage is coaches and, like, GMs. But yeah, I, don't know for I, don't sure. know. I think for these teams, I think instead of Booker on first team, I, def- I definitely think it should be Curry. I think Curry's just brought this Warriors team back to what they're used to, and he just impacts that team so much. But you can kind of say the same for Devin. But, um, yeah, I don't like how KD's on second team over uh, LeBron on third. I don't really think that makes any sense at all. Um, I honestly, even though Trey Young did not get his team into the playoffs, well, like, they did, but um, – I think Trey Young deserved second team over Ja. I think just the ability for Trey Young. That's arguable. That that's pretty close. I think Trey Young, his ability to score the ball, uh, is just way more insane than Ja. But but you can say, uh, but I don't know because if you take Ja out of the Grizzlies, off the Grizzlies, I still think the Grizzlies are a playoff team. Yeah, and, and you can't say question. and you can't here's say the thing with Trey. If you take Trey out, Hawks are definitely here, not. A here's a question. Team. Here's a question. Does the record of a team affect someone's look on being like first, second, or third team like that much? In your opinion? Hell yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think so. LeBron's the only dude on any of these teams that didn't make the playoffs. Okay, so like. Let's say, like, Luka Doncic plays like Luka Doncic does 
and the Mavs are like a 500 team. He wouldn't be first team. He would not be first team. Okay, but you're giving him all NBA? Yeah. What if he's the worst team in the league and he still averages that much? Are you giving him all NBA? Yeah. Dude, he averages like 29-9-9. I know. I I know. I'm just asking, like, compared to, like, their record. Like, yeah. Okay. I was just wondering. It it does affect it, though. Like, Like I said, LeBron's the only guy on this whole list that, you know, didn't make the playoffs. But, I mean... That makes sense if you think about it. Like, obviously, these good players are going to get their teams in the playoffs most of the time. That's that's fair. fair Oh, wait a minute. I'm looking at the – I just noticed this. DeRozan got second team? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my – dude. All right. I'm not even going to say anything. That's horrible. I was – I forgot he was a forward, too. Dude. Oh, my. (laughs) You got to be out of your mind. I was gonna get off the podcast. That's that's terrible, man. <laughs> he actually left. Wow. He actually left. Wow. He is upset. But I think that's a good note to end on. Honestly, I agree. He got grumpy, man. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy about that. He was not happy. So, wise words from CJ. All right, he's not happy about the All NBA. So nobody hit him up about it. Yeah, don't. If you talk about LeBron, he'll get pissed. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit, but all right. All right. Thanks for, for having me, bro. Well, yep. Yeah, we'll we'll catch you later. Yes, sir. All right, later. Later. later.